0: Everybody, it's Tuesday. It's just about noon. This is Chat with Chat, and I am your host, Ginger Wade. I'm glad you've joined me today. It's a gorgeous day here, and I hope you are enjoying the fall weather and all the wonderful fall field trips you can take right now. The homeschool tip I'm going to share with you today regards the medical and dental stuff. we got lots of questions about... Uh, getting it done before the school year starts. And people are concerned about that because they haven't gotten their physicals done or their dentist appointments done before the school year starts. And actually, as long as you get your doctor trip and your dentist trip in at some point in time during the school year, you are good to go. So if that is something that's weighing on your mind, rest assured, get those appointments scheduled and you'll be right as rain. So that is your homeschooling tip of the day. We are going to jump into our topic now. The topic is a little interesting. It's called How Indoctrinated Are We? And what I'm going to go through today is just kind of talk about education, its purpose, um, how it's kind of evolved here in the United States and what has happened um, in the realms of education and, and schooling. And uh, so let's get started with that. So education is a means to an end, right? It's It's what we do in order to achieve something else. Um, but in all educations, all philosophies of educations, there are goals, like there are reasons for the education. There are goals behind, um, why you're educating, right? So education also is not the same as schooling. You can go somewhere and be schooled, but you're not necessarily being educated. Education is learning. A child will not learn something a child does not want to learn. So, you know, it's kind of like, remember back in school, you know, you'd cram the information in, you'd go take the test and all the information would fall out of your head and you don't remember it anymore. Well, that's not learning. (laughs) It might be schooling, but it's not learning. And a child will not learn what they don't wish to learn. So what is the purpose of education? Well, this is fascinating. I'm going to read to you what Harvard, what Harvard's original statement was now, uh, for the purpose of education, I'm going to read it to you. Oh, and by the way, I'm reading a lot of quotes from this book. It's Education, Does God Have an Opinion? It's written by Israel Wayne. Uh, he is uh, Family Revival Ministries, Renewal, Family Renewal Ministries. Uh, excellent resource, excellent book. If you want to share with homeschooling about education, what God's opinion is on education, this is a great resource. So anyway, this is what Harvard's original statement on that was. Uh, Let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is to show God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life, John 17, three, and therefore to lay Christ uh, in the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. So that was what Harvard said back in the day when they were founded, what the purpose was of education. So we as parents need to develop goals for our children, educational goals for our children, upon what scripture says, what, you know, and God has put it on our shoulders, right, to instruct our children. We see that, uh, I'll mention later Ephesians 6, 4, I believe it is, it's in Proverbs, it's in Deuteronomy, we're constantly, um, to be training our children day to day, in a daily manner. So, also in this book, a lot of the information I shared today is from this book, this is very interesting. Uh, in a master, like a master of a trade, how do you become a master? Well, people who become masters of something spend over 10,000 hours doing it, learning about it, applying it, whatever, over 10,000 hours, you become a master, right? So in looking at say the public school scenario, where you send your children somewhere from the ages from K through 12, 12, uh, 12th grade, they are spending over 10,000 hours in the government school setting, in that government school influence. Likewise, if they're home with you, they're spending over 10,000 hours with you being trained and educated at home or Christian school, whatever. But in that K to 12 time span, your your standard typical hours of school, whatever, spending over 10,000 hours, well, that's what you need to become a master of something. Well, then you're becoming a master of what it is that you're being exposed to all the time. That's something to think about. Right? What? Where are your kids? What are they being exposed to all the time? So, the public school, the government school, it's it's not a neutral learning center. No, no philosophy. Like I said early, they all ha- earlier they all have a goal. There's no neutral uh, learning center. All philosophies have a goal. So I'm going to read again from here from this book. From, let's see, Tony Evans said, we must never divorce information from ethics. There is no such thing as a non-religious education because all knowledge involves values. Education then must not only give the mind information, but must renew the mind with the right set of values so that knowledge is properly used. And then R.C. Sproul also says there's no such thing as a neutral education. Every education, every curriculum has a viewpoint. That viewpoint either considers God in it or it does not. To teach children about life in the world in which they live without reference to God is to make a statement about God. It screams a statement. The message is either that there is no God or that God is irrelevant. Either way, the message is the same. There is no God. An irrelevant God is the same as no God at all. If God is, then he must be relevant. To his entire creation. So there is a goal. All educational systems have have some kind of bent to them, right? There is a goal. Uh, so the vast difference between government school and the what happens there, it's schooling. It's a, you know, training center. Um, that's not necessarily education. It's not necessarily learning that's happening there. As home educators, our goal is is not to squelch the desire to learn. It's not to squelch the um, curiosity that is inside children. Some children thrive in the government school setup, the way it's set up, but it's, it's not as many as you would think. So many people learn in different ways and that it squelches the desire. You know, how many people do you say, oh, you know, I used to like reading, but then until I graduated, I don't like reading anymore. Hmm. That's squelching the desire, right? That's just des- destroying the desire to learn in our children. So, um, you have to think about what is going on, what is being taught in those places where these children are going for over 10,000 hours, what are they becoming masters of? Okay, so you can think, okay, well, way back in the day, wasn't it okay? Wasn't at one point in time public education okay? Well, prior to the late 19th century, the teachers did teach from a biblical worldview, and like I said earlier, it's not religious-neutral education. There was always a slant one way or another. So prior to the late 19th century, it was biblically founded. They taught the Ten Commandments. They taught the Golden Rule. It was a biblical worldview. Teachers were training children in biblical worldview. They were teaching them to uphold biblical values. Then came the late 19th century with Nietzsche and Darwin and Freud and Dewey and Mann. And their belief was that God was dead. And only the physical mattered, right? So there was no spiritual realm. It was just what you could see. It was all about logic, math, science, everything you could prove physically. They were about facts. Biblical worldview didn't matter. Worldview didn't matter at all. You could believe whatever you wanted to believe. And it was valid. Everybody could have their own little thoughts, and you can believe whatever you wanted. That's what it was at that point in time, the late 19th century. But actually, a long time ago before that, Plato was the first one to suggest that children belonged to the state. And this is the idea that Horace Mann ran with, the idea that children belong to the state. And if you don't know who Horace Mann is, he is the one who founded the public school system in America. So I'm going to read to you one of his quotes from this book um, in the father of the American public school system. I don't know if that's a title or if that's just his uh, book or I'm not sure what that is. But he said, Horace Mann said, he, we, who are engaged in the sacred cause of education are entitled to look upon all parents as having given hostages to our cause. Hmm. And then Charles F. Potter he was a signer of the first humanist manifesto said education is thus a most powerful ally of humanism and every American school is a school of humanism. What can a theistic Sunday schools meeting for an hour once a week and teaching only a fraction of the children do to stem the tide of the five-day program of humanistic teaching? Wow. So, Obviously, there's a goal there. Obviously, there's a slant. There's a moral value being taught there, right? These are the people who were pushing the public school agenda late 19th century. That's what has happened. That is what has happened in our government schools. So public school, the goal there is to create words of the state, right? Their goal is to create people who are dedicated to the state, not necessarily their families, not to parents, not to biblical authority, right? So, that's obviously in direct opposition, say like the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother, right? So, the school is teaching exact opposite values, the public school, the government school. Bible gives the responsibility of education to parents, not the state. Now, as parents, you can choose to send your children to the state to be educated. As Christian parents, I would not advise that. That is not a wise way to go. So um, the responsibility in the scripture is for us to educate our children, to train them, to train them up in the way they need to go, not to give them an anti-Christian, anti-biblical education, which is obviously what is happening in the government schools. So if you look at Ephesians 6, 4, we are told, to train our children. We are given the responsibility to train our children. Therefore, we have the right to. So some people wonder if it's legal. Now we know now that in all 50 states, homeschooling is legal, but we have been given that right by God. It's a right given by God because we have been mandated to do it. He's established it. He's authorized us to do it. He's mandated us to do it. If God mandates us to do something, we have the right to do it. And that is one of those things is educating our children. So, If you look back at Abraham Lincoln once said, this is really true and very interesting. He said, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one education, in one generation, sorry, will be the philosophy of the government in the next. Right, so whatever you're teaching in the schoolroom now is what's gonna be happening in the government in the next generation. So just be aware of that. It's coming around and what we're changing. the more people who are homeschooling with biblical worldview, and making that a priority, that is going to affect our government and what comes in the future. And rest assured, the stuff that the humanistic stuff, the war to the state, training children to be ward of the state, that is happening in your school. I don't care if you have Christian teachers everywhere and it's this nice little community. It's getting in there because it's getting in the curriculum. It's the way teachers are trained now. I've talked to teachers I've talked to to them about the education they've received, and they are being trained in these humanistic, create wards of state ways to train the children. That's what they're being taught. I mean, they might not even be aware of it. So just be aware of this. And as you're talking with people who don't homeschool, who are on the fence of what to do, share with them this information. So when we're thinking about this and what the state is doing, what they're teaching in the government schools, what is the state's role? Does the state have a role in education? What is the purpose of, of the government? So if we're looking at 1 Peter 2 and Romans 13, and Israel talks about this in his section on government, On he talks about different subjects on, on what to teach in different subjects at home when you're schooling. And he, ta- he talks about government. And in there, he talks about, based on 1 Peter 2, Romans 13, government's purpose is to punish the evildoers And to protect the citizens, protect them from danger, from danger coming in from outside, right? You're protecting your people and you're punishing those who do wrong. He mentions they don't even, aren't supposed to even create laws because God's law is enough. Isn't that fascinating? So what didn't you hear in that between punishing evildoers and protecting citizens? What wasn't in there? A lot of things that the government is doing right now, right? Charity is a big one that I think of. But think about education. Is government supposed to be in charge of the education of the children? No, because scripture, like we read earlier, Ephesians 6.4, Proverbs two six, has put the education of children squarely on the parents' shoulders. It's the parents' responsibility to educate their children. Government should not course, rules, regulations, or anything like that. Is it wise to encourage people to educate their children? Absolutely. Because an educated people functions better, like a biblically educated people will function better. literate people will function better. But it is not the government's role to say, well, you have to have math, and you have to have science, and you have to do geography, and you have to do geometry, and you have to do algebra, and you have to do this, and you have to do that. No, that is for the parent to decide. It is not the government's role to do that. So in one of his talks, Israel shared this quote. Well, this comment, I believe is is originally his, and I think it's great. He said, if we think government should have any say in our children's education, then we are more indoctrinated than we thought. So all of us who for generations have thought, well, you know, the government's supposed to tell us what we're supposed to train our children, even for homeschooling. There should be like in Pennsylvania, we have all these, you know, the you've read the law, right? I've encouraged you to read the law and it says all those requirements. That's actually not a biblical thought, right? It's for the parents to decide what the children should be learning. So the government is is overreaching what their role is when they're telling people how and what they should educate their children in. So as you're homeschooling, be encouraged, be encouraged. I am so proud of all of you who have taken the responsibility on to educate your children, to train them in a biblical worldview, to um, show them the world through the lens of scripture and learn about it. You're doing an awesome job. You're doing what God has called you to do, and that is awesome. If you know folks who are on the fence, or even those who aren't on the fence, and maybe they're going to, to um, school board meetings, and they're just like, "Man, I don't even know about what's going on in our school." Share with them these ideas. Share with them these thoughts that it's not the government's role to tell us how to educate our children, or you know how often to educate our children, or or what. It's not their role. They're overstepping their bounds. So share these ideas. Just kind of get it in there. You know, the seed, plant the seed, so they start thinking about education and what. Their responsibility should be as parents. I mean, you know, all parents should be educating their children, overseeing the education of their children. Encourage others to homeschool. Point them to us. Point them to CHAP. Show them homeschoolpennsylvania.org. Show them chaponline.com. Explain the law to them. Tell them it's not so challenging. Oh, I'm so glad, April, that you mentioned that. Uh, Share this video. Share this video with other people that you would like to have this information so that uh, you can get people thinking in a different way. Uh, we get stuck in our rut here, and it, it's actually, we're thinking wrong. We're thinking wrongly about education, to encourage people to think different things. So, God will equip you. He, he's called you to homeschooling, and he has because he's, he's given it to parents to do. He will equip you to do it. He will not leave you hanging. He will give you people who give you resources. He'll walk you through it step by step on his own. And it will be wonderful. It will be wonderful. And it will be so good for you and so good for your kids. And good for the world, really, as you're educating your children. So treasure this time together with your children as you continue to train them to follow Christ in all of life. Love the moments you have with each other. You might want to grab this book, maybe have it on hand. Share it with others who have questions. He has another book called Answers for Homeschoolers. It's 25 Critics Questions. There's critics out there. I'm sure you run into them. Common Critics Questions. He has answers to them in this book, Israel Wayne, Family Renewal Ministries. It is uh, really good information. It's good to have on hand. I encourage you to just feel comfortable sharing these thoughts with others because we need to get in there and keep sharing with others. These thoughts kind of stir the pot, right? Get people thinking about what education really is and what it should look like. So I also want to encourage you, if people aren't on Facebook that you know, but you really want them to hear these uh, videos, hear these messages, we are uh, on a podcast too. We do have a podcast. We take this information and put it right out on a podcast. It's on all, we could do it through Anchor FM. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those podcast platforms. Look for Chatting with Chat. If you look for chatting, and it's with the an apostrophe, then not chatting, chatting with chap, you'll find us. We are out there, and all of our episodes are there. Uh, we upload these. will be uploaded in the next few days, and I encourage you to share that with those who you think would be encouraged by these messages. So thanks for tuning in today. April, thank you for leaving a message. I really appreciate when you guys comment, because it's encouraging and helpful to me. And I hope you guys continue to enjoy your fall and the time spent with your loved ones.